welcome to Media Review Pod, a variety podcast of discussions, opinions, and interviews focusing on the entertainment side of media. My name is Richard Santiago, and today we're back, baby. Back in the movie theaters, right? Yeah, JC? We are definitely back. Well, for now, we'll see. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and everybody listening to us, this is JC Chang, who is my comics and all around superhero stuff collaborator welcome back jc it's good to hear your voice it's good to be back man and really excited for everything that's developed in the in the marvel cinematic universe all right yes so if it's not obvious we're here today to talk about marvel studios shang chi and the legend of the ten rings but and that's a big but we still have some other marvel business to take care of is that right Lots and lots. All right, and I'm 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 really pumped about this because I really like what we're about to talk about, and that is the new Disney Plus series, What If. And I'm gonna be honest, man, I was really scared about this. I I thought that this was gonna bomb, fantastically bomb. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was excited because maybe it was going to tap into the multiverse and that's what we've been seeing from other Marvel stuff that we've seen on Disney Plus. But I don't know. I just I, I, I didn't understand the concept, first of all, because I, I didn't see any of the previews. I, I knew it was animated, but I had no idea what was to come. I was um, I was intrigued. I was really intrigued. But my expectations weren't as high as, say, with Loki or or WandaVision mm-hmm. or even even uh, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This mm-hmm. was just I thought this was just let's keep the IP alive while we get to the next movie. That's what I thought this was. And boy, was I wrong. Oh, my God. F- from that first episode, which which, by the way, they kind of started um slow i mean they they didn't push it too far but oh man oh man it was it was great it was amazing um and if to the people listening to us we're going to go into spoilers for what if um it's still going on we're we're on the 5th episode i believe by the time we're recording um and uh, the premise of the show is basically that it's it's a what if it's it's the stories that we already know and they kind of spin it into a different sort of reality where one little change in their timeline from what we know basically changes everything that comes after and the first episode starts with captain america and his storyline and what happens after that and we learned that from one little change in Agent Carter, she eventually is the one who becomes Captain, quote unquote, Captain America. In this case, Captain Carter. And I got to tell you, man, I want to see more of this. I, I don't know about you, but it was it was great to see her kick ass. The way the way the animation uh, uh, was conveying the action 
was incredible. It's it's of course this is something that you can't really do well on live action. It it would look totally cheesy, but in this style of animation, it just looks amazing. I mean, my kids were rooting for a female Captain America. It it, it was just great. Just <laughs> just looking at them cheering and 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 every time she. She she uh she was throwing a guy or a car or a motorcycle. They they were just looking at me and and kind of saying, "Is this really happening?" Um. So what 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 did you think? It, the first episode actually did have me a little worried. Yeah. Um, after seeing it, because even though the, the the animation style, like you said, was really cool during the action scenes, um when they were you know just showing like the talking scenes that i felt like that was a little bit off and i felt like the voice acting was a little bit off and then but it was still very entertaining but it it was also kind of jarring that they took this entire movie right the first avenger yeah. and shrunk it into 30 minutes and that was i was a little bit weird to me it wasn't until episode two when they did um uh Episode two was was the was the T'Challa yes. as Star Lord episode. Yeah, that was the one that sold me because they made that wasn't you know kind of like a redoing of a movie or anything uh -huh. like that. That was retelling of a story, and that was awesome. And the voice acting was just on, and you know, hearing Chadwick Boseman again was just extremely emotional yeah. um, experience for me. And that that was when I was sold on the show, and it's been it's been great since. But I did feel like there were some kinks that they were trying to work out. And, you know, like I said, the voices, even though they got um, Haley Atwell to do the voice, it mm -hmm. was still kind of off to me, you know. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought after that, there was Ari on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. Now, is this based on on previous Marvel stuff, uh, comics? Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a What If comic series that exactly is this premise, which is, what if one thing changed and then you watch like everything spiral, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, it was, and it's also in a very dark tone too, as we saw in the most recent episode where everybody turned into zombies and yeah. it was extremely bleak. Um, and that, it, and that, that came out of the comics too. There was a, a zombie series that was very popular and hence they decided to do that and take that into a, and make that into a, an episode. So w what I was saying about about that first episode is that they kind of eased us into into this new mm -hmm. way of storytelling because right. yes they took the entire storyline from from the first avenger and mm -hmm. they compressed it they changed a bunch of stuff but some other stuff were kind of the same there right, there was exactly. a twist on the fact that uh, Bucky fell um there there was mm -hmm. a joke uh, um, referring to his arm, um, but the cool thing about it is we don't. We, not only do we get Agent Carter, but we also get Steve Rogers in a quasi Iron Man suit, which was yeah. great. And, and they made a Lego set out of that, which was pretty. Oh, cool. oh, nice, 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 nice. So I've heard, and I think it's confirmed that this particular storyline is going to continue. Yes? Yes, yeah. I think um, speculation right now, but it seems like based on some of the previews um, that all these different characters who have been shown are going to 
come together at the end and meet each other. I'm not too sure. Maybe it could be just promotional stuff that they made. Okay. Promotional footage. Okay. But um, that would be really cool. And also, I think they mentioned that Captain Carter might come to live action. Not in her own, like, standalone movie, but maybe some multiverse hijinks. So she'll, she'll show up at some point. So okay. that will be pretty cool. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but because some of these episodes, like you said, they end on a bleak note. Um, that zombie one ends with with, with a zombie th- Thanos, which doesn't give me much hope <laughs> because everyone in Wakanda is a zombie, right. and he has mm-hmm. he has the stones, mm-hmm. except for mm-hmm. the mind stone, right? Um, and then you have the Doctor Strange one, which I think is the bleakest one of all because he eventually um destroys an entire universe doesn't he right right and he ends up alone (laughs) yeah completely alone there's a fun little fan theory that um that that's the origin story of dormammu but and so that dr strange that dr strange you know in his desolate um loneliness becomes dormammu this soul-sucking creature uh, in this other dimension right right? but Um, but, i don't know if that's true but that'll be interesting well that that would be kind of weird but because in that particular in that particular episode he does fight dormammu he does yeah so like a loop yeah it's it's one of those paradoxes if if it turns out to be that he is dormammu the Dormammu was in the in the in the Doctor Strange movie was actually voiced by Benedict. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it was voice and performance acted, right? Yeah, I don't know they'll go that route, but it'll be very interesting if that if it was. But I mean, I thought that in comparison to some of the weirdness with the voices in Episode One, like that Doctor Strange episode had it on, like Benedict Cumberbatch, you know is a great voice actor. Like, he, 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 you know, expressed so much emotion. Roger McAdams, I felt like, was was good, uh, but I think there were still parts of it where, like, oh, you know, you could tell she's not a, you know... Well, they're not, not really giving acting. her much to do. Right, right. Uh, which is unfortunate, because I, I, think, I think in the movie they don't give her much to do either. Right. Um, and that sucks. But Benedict Wong was great. I mean, like, you know, you, you felt like he was Wong and... Yeah. So that was, oh yeah, that was a, such a heart wrenching episode. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, I am not ready for this on a Wednesday," <laughs> you know. Um, but I appreciate it though. I mean, like that they're willing to again use the series to really explore these areas that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do in the movies. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people would be like, "I pay twenty dollars to see this <laughs> this fair." And, yeah. Um, which happened in Infinity War, right? That's the only time where the movie left you with this feeling of despair, like what the hell just happened? Yeah. Um, and I got that feeling again from 30, a 30 minute animated episodes. So it's, it's pretty awesome. And yeah. yeah. Well, this, this series um, kind of solidified this thing that I've been railing on since we started talking about these. Uh, Marvel properties on TV and it's that it just takes the comics thing this comics weirdness to the next level it's mm-hmm. it's it's completely unexpected it's the it's probably the Marvel series that I didn't know I needed 
it's all that yeah. I wanted Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be. Just because of its weirdness of the way that it 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 takes these characters that we already know and flips them on uh, on their heads, and just reinvents these storylines in such a compelling way that it doesn't feel forced or or hokey. It feels yeah. it feels organic. It feels like it still belongs in this universe. And I'm really excited for what they have in store in the next several episodes. Yeah, definitely. One thing to keep watching as the show goes on is apparently the Watcher, you know, who's his overarching character. And in the comics, right, he, he's the person who oversees everything. And his rule is he can never intervene. Mm -hmm. He sees it all. Um, he becomes more and more prominent in the episodes. So like you can start seeing him in the background more and more. And even in Dr. Strange episode, um, Strange being, you know, the master of the mystic arts sees him as like, he even pleads to him, please help me. And he's like, Nope, I can't. Um, and obviously I think the way where they're going with that is eventually he will intervene, but we'll see why and whatnot. But the trend that we are seeing though, is all these multiverses are collapsing before our eyes. Right. Uh, because of all these different character decisions and whatnot and changes, so yeah, um, which is which kind of goes going back to uh, Loki. You know, the one who remained was saying, "You need me, or you need someone like me." And I think it's kind of making this this argument that maybe the prime timeline needs to be kept. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then with this final episode, the zombie one. It did have some some um, some heart, I would say, just because the big premise here was that um, you have all these Avengers and people that we've grown to love either dead or dying as we watch the episode. But then by the end, we get to the fact that Wanda has been zombified and we have the vision who is just trying to keep her alive the baba yaga yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and that that was that was that was a very interesting take on that story because no, they don't get they don't catch a break no matter what timeline they are it doesn't seem like they can be happy together yeah. Um, and that was interesting. But I remember you and I, before we started recording, uh, we were talking and, and you said that that was not your favorite episode. What what about it? Um, I felt like it ended stronger than it started, for mm. sure, because a lot of like, they, so they had that, that fight in the in the subway. Right. Yeah. And. The, the characterization there was a little bit off, I felt like. You know, like like Bucky fighting Cap, like, and, the, and, some, and him, him quipping during that time versus, like, actually, you know, emotionally feeling very emotional. Yeah, emotional and solemn about I mean, it. You're fighting your best friend who's turned into a zombie. Right. And uh, he was just very nonchalant about, you know, um, what he, he, they cut off his arm. I forgot what he did. Oh, oh like that shield is mine or something like that. Um, I just felt like that was really off. Um, but I, yeah, like you said, I did like the, the you know, um, the Tom Holland imitator. That wasn't Tom Holland, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. 
I I could not. I've actually thought it was him when I watched the episode. He did the character actor did such a good job. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, the heart came from him, right? And and also hope telling him to keep smiling mm-hmm. despite everything, or like. Her, her asking him first, like, oh, how are you able to keep so upbeat despite, like, a world collapsing around us? Um, I thought that was great. And also, first mention of Uncle Ben in the MCU happened in this show. That was cool. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, oh, like I said, my, my issue with it was definitely more in characterization. And yeah, I, I, I get it. I not I, the zombies as much. I don't know. I, 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 wasn't, I, I never watched The Walking Dead because I felt like it was too bleak for me. Um... Maybe zombies, yeah, zombies just aren't my cup of tea. Yeah, personal yeah. I, I, I hear you. Zombies aren't my thing either. Uh, yeah, when The Walking Dead came out, I tried to watch it, but it's just, I don't know. It's not, it's not my thing. I don't like it. It's not because of the core or any of that. It's just, it's not interesting to me. I don't know. Right. Um, but I understand, I understand your your quibbles with the episode. I kind of felt the same way with, with these characterizations. Um, yeah, they, they kind of played some of these deaths for laughs or for one liners or stuff like that. So I get it. I get it still, still, I think I was, a. I think it was a, an okay episode. Not, not a great compared to what's come before it, but it's, uh, it's in no way dissuading me from, from, from watching the rest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so really excited for what's coming next. And um, I wonder, I wonder if this ties at all with anything that we're about to see in the next couple movies. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be insane if it does, and hopefully it does. All right, so you ready to get into our feature discussion? Oh, man, I've been ready for... As long as I've been alive for this movie. <laughs> All right, here we go. So we're about to talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is written by Dave Callahan, Destin Daniel Cretton, and Andrew Lanham. And it's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. So JC, this is a movie that you've been talking about for a while I have only well before I saw the movie I had only seen the teaser so I basically was in the dark for most most of it mm-hmm. from your perspective because if the people in the audience don't know JC Chang is from Asian descent right um spoiler alert <laughs> how 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 big is this film not not just for you but for 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 your community as a whole oh man it's huge i mean if you think about the fact that you know the at the very top end of cinema right now are these superhero movies right for for better or worse it's these huge massive movies that are about these otherworldly characters that um are usually you know based on the comics and traditionally have been have been white men right like we think about superheroes the archetype is usually superman batman or maybe spider-man right and those are the characters that we grew up with you know i was a superman fan growing up i had no idea who shan chi was um until until this movie was kind of announced i had to kind of look into it never read a single shan chi comic but he was basically a bruce lee ripoff 
and that was created in the 1970s. And this character was created, um, you know, kind of take advantage of that, I guess, the, the, the Kung Fu um, phenomenon that was kind of happening at the time, you know, with all these different action movies coming out of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And um, and his character, or his, not him himself, but his his father, who was called Fu Manchu in the comics, could not have been more racist of a caricature. <laughs> Yeah. Fast forward now, fifty years later, we we've now taken this character to become our community's quintessential superhero, and you know, Simu Liu in an Instagram post um, before the movie came out was said, "This is the last night that the world will go without an Asian American superhero or an Asian superhero," mm-hmm. and that really got me because knowing that your kids and my kids, more more specifically, my kids are now going to be able to grow up and choose, you know, maybe Superman will still be their favorite. Um, but they have this character who is now widely accepted because the movie's doing so well as someone they can look up to as, as a hero, as an archetype, you know, and, and that just means so much. And, and, and I, I personally definitely got emotional when I was watching the movie. Um, you know, because a you know because acting was phenomenal, and because of the emotional beast, but just the fact that I have seen people who look like me, who are also of Asian descent, um, and specifically as a, a, a Taiwanese American, Chinese American, speaking a language that I spoke growing up, that I used to be made fun of because that was my primary language for a while, um, and I couldn't speak English very well. Um, and on the other side, you know, being made fun of when I go go to Taiwan because my Chinese isn't that well <laughs> and kind of seeing that experience reflected through um, Katie Aquafina's character I just meant so much to me because those are my my experiences my stories mm-hmm. um, and the deeper connection for me with this film than you know even my other Asian American peers is you know you you know I used to, we I used to produce movies right yeah and if you think back a lot of the projects that I worked on they were Asian American films they were about the Asian American experience right mm. um let's say let's say uh let's take paper lotus for example you know kai Ting's film um that was about an asian american uh um, you know daughter trying to understand the rights and and uh and um all the different things that go into a traditional chinese funeral trying to connect with that side of her of her uh, cultural identity yeah these are only stories that you would have been able to see at something like the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival or like the New York Asian American Film Festival. Mm-hmm. You want to see our stories, you got to go to these film festivals that are specifically Asian American. That didn't change until really five years ago or a little less than that when Crazy Rich Asians kind of blew up on the scene. Um, or I mean, before that, we had a Joy Love Club and everything. But now, you know, like that was when everyone started feeling, okay, maybe it's, we're going to start seeing more of our stories on screen. And finally, to see that happen, um, like I said, at cinema's highest level, you know, which is Marvel Studios, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most successful successful studio in the world has created a movie, and, that, and just that that whole connection, just seeing that that culture and experience reflected, was just such a beautiful and emotional experience, and and it really, um, for lack of a better word, it kind of validated the experience, and. And that's why representation, you know, going back to what it's all about, representation really does matter. And, uh, and, and, you know, and I know, you know, you're of Latino descent and I can't wait to see the first Latino superhero. 
um, which I think is going to be America Chavez. Uh, she's she's going to be um, in the upcoming, I think, um, Captain Marvel movies. That's going to be very exciting for all the Latino kids out there to see someone yeah. who looks like them, especially Latino little girls who are going to be able to have a role model they can look up to. And again, this is not to say, you know, like kind of countering the argument, oh, like, why do you have to, just because you're Asian, why do you have to look up someone that's Asian? No, that's not true. But it's the fact that we never had that choice, right? We never had that, had that, had that ability um, and that opportunity to have a character who looks like us and kind of walks, who has similar experiences to look up to. Mm-hmm. But now, now we do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not that um, you're complaining that every single superhero should be of Asian descent, right. but it's the fact that you don't see yourself represented at all. Right in the screen, and and I completely understand it. I completely understand yeah. it. And I would argue too, you know, like obviously, you, you know, as Chinese Americans and, and Taiwanese Americans, both people with shared cultural um, heritage with with Chinese culture, I think we're definitely very privileged too, because this movie caters to us, um, and and we definitely see our culture explicitly represented here. But there's still Southeast Asian. You know, people of Southeast Asian descent were still waiting for the first um, Filipino superhero, the first Vietnamese superhero. So I really hope that, you know, Marvel doesn't rest on their laurels and say, hey, we've done it. You know, now we can move on. Like, well, there's still a lot of different subcultures and, and those experiences that you should explore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Koreans, Koreans have been extremely, Korea is just a, a huge market for Marvel superheroes. I think it's time that uh, a Korean superhero, maybe Amadeus Cho, gets brought to the big screen, you know, so that those experiences. I have can no be... idea who that is. Oh, <laughs> he's uh, he's like this this Asian American kid who becomes the new Hulk. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that would be extremely cool to see. Especially, you know, we saw um, in that post credit scene, Mark Ruffalo isn't that young anymore. He actually looked kind of old in that scene to me. I was like, whoa, what happened to Mark? And uh, you know, it's time to pass on that mantle. I mean, obviously, they're going to be doing um, She-Hulk, but I hope that they also, you know, bring in Amadeus Cho so that Korean-American kids can can have that representation, you know, that experience represented, too, in, the, in a very authentic level. Mm. Um, I want to talk more about that authenticity, and which, you know, I really give Marvel huge, huge, huge props, especially Dustin Daniel Cretton, everybody, like, you know, who is, who is in the creatives, they definitely did their homework in making everything authentic in this movie. Um, very little I could pick apart, which I was like, oh, that was kind of cringy or anything like that. Um, you know, maybe the only thing I could I could say would be, oh, Tony Leung speaking a, you know, speaking Mandarin that has like a really strong Cantonese accent. But I mean, like, that's Tony Leung, though, right? That's the legend Tony Leung. I still can't believe Tony Leung is in a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's so weird to talk about this, but, you know, like, for people who don't know, Tony Leung is like this, he's like the Leonardo DiCaprio of, of Chinese movies. He's won so many awards, it's just fantastic, and he's he's known as the actor who acts with his eyes. Yeah. When you watch the movie, you can definitely see it, right? Phenomenal. And the fact that he's in a Marvel movie in Hollywood, and this is his Hollywood debut, I was just like, oh my God, this, this is happening? So really, kudos like to the authenticity and the, the the willingness to do the homework from, you know, all the experiences um, that are represented to the creatures. Like I was talking about the creatures, I can't get over yeah. 
these. Well, we we can talk we can talk about the creatures later on because I don't I don't want to go into too much spoilers right now. Okay. Um. So yeah. So let, let's just let's just dive into it. What did you think about this movie as a whole? I mean, not only from 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 your experience as a as an Asian American, but as a spectator watching this movie for the first time. I thought it was extremely entertaining, and you know, you really had no idea where it was heading, even if you watched the trailers. Um, the way that the movie opens up is like this this romantic love story. Well, it first starts with this big Chinese epic because you have Wen Wu in his, you know, a thousand years ago stirring down, I think, probably uh, some Muslim country's army and him just decimating them. And then it like transitions into like this, 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 this love story between the, the mom and, and the dad, you know, and then, um, uh, and with elements of the wuxia, you know, Chinese um, martial arts um, period style, like sprinkled in with the fighting that was just so beautiful with the choreography. I was just, I was blown away immediately just like that. Like at first I started like, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. And then from that moment, I was like, okay, where is this going? Right. Um, Cause I, I don't think they showed the mom as much in the trailers. And so you didn't understand or you never got a feeling how, how um, anchored, uh, how much she anchors the story mm-hmm. and how much she, you know, all the motivations for the various characters comes from her. Yeah. And then from that on, they start, it goes to San Francisco and it becomes very grounded in, in that Asian American experience from, you know, and also like they're obviously played on subversions where he's, you know, you see, um, you see Shang-Chi getting ready for work and everything that you think, Oh, he probably works in the office. Right. You know, and then like, and then it shows him being ballet and that's just totally subverting on, you know, the, the idea that all Asians are lawyers, doctors, or, you know, these these high technical jobs or whatnot. No, he's in ballet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and but then so it starts very grounded, and then and then it gets into this incredible fantasy film in like the third act, which I know some people thought was kind of jarring. Like, okay, like the big Marvel CGI and all that. But I loved it. I loved it. Like, you know, it's something you would see out of like a like a Chinese fantasy film made in China today, right? Yeah. Um. And I thought that was that was super awesome. All right. Well, like I said, I came I came to this movie almost clean. I had only seen the teaser, and I I like like you. I had no idea who Shang Chi was at all. I had heard about the Ten Rings um, because of Iron Man. Yeah. And, yeah. And that one shot that they did with Trevor. But other than that, I had no idea what to expect with this movie. I knew there was a bus scene, and I knew about the bracelets, and that's about it. That's that's about it. And I got to tell you, I had a blast watching this movie. I think if 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 you're a fan of Marvel at all, you are going to really enjoy this movie regardless of how you feel about the third act or whatever. Almost every Marvel movie has issues in the third act. But this movie from top to bottom, I think, was incredible. I mean, the action was incredible. Uh, Tony Leung, like you said, he was great. Um, that the, the, the action reminded me of 
those choreographies from Crouching Tiger, uh, from Kung Fu Panda 2, where where Poe learns how to divert the energy from 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 somebody who's fighting you and then push it onto them. The it just looks like a dance. This choreography looks like it's it's just so beautiful the way uh, they perform it. The music also helps. And the way that they are able to incorporate this romance and like you said, having it be the anchor for everything that happens is amazing. It's yeah. I think I don't even know I don't I don't want to go into spoilers right now, but um the emotion that is carried all throughout the movie I think really pays off. Um, now, as as far as the action goes, like I said, I knew there was a bus scene. I didn't know it was this awesome bus fight scene. And yeah. I'm telling you, I don't think any other Marvel movie has s- such a good action scene as in this movie, as in that particular scene in the bus I knew I was going to get some awesome Kung Fu-esque like stuff, right? I wasn't expecting what I saw. It was just mind-boggling the way that scene plays out. Um, I was so happy. I was so happy watching this movie. Uh, it has an interesting villain. So rare in these movies. It has... Uh, uh, it, because like i said it's 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 part of the story the villain is part of the heart of the story and right. so the villain really works it's like loki loki forms part of the heart of his story of the story of thor and so that's why i think that we not not identify but we like this villain character we understand we we can empathize with this with this character um, right same goes with thanos there is a point in infinity war where we go i get this guy i don't agree yeah. with him but i get this guy yeah and in 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 this story there is a point where you 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 feel the same way you say all right this guy is the villain but i i I know where he comes from. I get sure. it. I I know why he's feeling this way and why he does what he does. And so I think, especially for you, because you're you're a father of two kids. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm guessing that makes you connect with with you know some of his decision process even even more. It definitely helps. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we go into the third act, and I was. I was into it. I, I've always been, from 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 very little. I've been a sucker for mythological stuff. I don't want to go into much detail right now, but I was really really happy, really pleased with what I saw. And um, even though the resolution is okay, I still think that this movie is just. Marvel firing on all cylinders. It was just, it was such a good 
movie. It was fun. It was everything that I always expect from a Marvel movie. And so, with that, how about if we jump into spoilers? Let's do it. So, the bus scene, dude. It's... <laughs> the way that Similu jumps out of... On purpose. He jumps out of the bus and then comes back and kicks everyone's ass. It's just... It's, the, the entire choreography here is not only... Uh, um, it's not only great and enjoyable, but it's it's one of these rare times where you can actually see people in the choreography and know your geography, know where you are, know who is kicking or punching who, where in the space the bus is relative to where in the space Shang-Chi is relative to the villains. It's It's all so well staged. It was just incredible. And even though you kind of knew how this all was going to end, because by the time that you see that this thing is ripping apart, you say, all right, this is this is how it's going to end. Still, the way they get there, I think, was incredible, unlike anything, any other action scene that we've seen um, in a Marvel movie. And I just love Chang-Chi fighting. <laughs> he just looks awesome. He looks so awesome. I can't wait for my kids to see this movie because I saw it in the movie theater. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to, to know what they think about this. Um, now, re relating to, to the way I thought it was kind of like Crouching Tiger, you have this love story, you have mm -hmm. the villain and the woman who, who, who changes him. And their choreography, the way they that, that they court each other, was beautiful, and and rooted in real martial arts too, because the mom's style is Tai Chi, and, yes, um, and Wen Wu, uh, his style is um, is uh, Wing Chun. So you know the the like just the the dichotomy of the two. You got one that's so graceful and smooth flowing. And the other one that's just like so martial and so aggressive. aggressive. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 just like oh man, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and like I said, it it reminded me of Kung Fu Panda Two, which everybody should see. I think that is one of the best uh, DreamWorks animating an animation movies ever. Uh, but the fighting style here where she's doing tai chi and she's diverting the energy and and they have this dance and they flow and they float and i uh, it was just beautiful beautiful to watch beautiful to experience and they brought it back in the third act exactly shan chi kind of took it on too yeah. and that was that was really very beautiful yeah uh, on that on that same dichotomy did you catch <clears throat> i don't know how much you pay attention to film scores but the Shang-Chi theme is kind of put together in the same way where it's a combination of the mom's theme and the father's theme. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was beautifully like reflected. Yeah. The, like I said, the, the music in this movie works so well from, from the beginning uh, where you have that fight scene and everything is so aggressive and chaotic but by the time that he reaches the forest, everything just 
flows even the even the soundscapes are completely different you hear water flow you hear sounds of of the wind and birds and it's just i don't know the the way that they transition is beautiful the way that the music plays into this really helps with everything that's going on it tells a story helps it helps to move the story along um so as far as the mythological creatures which i know you were talking about before uh, i didn't want to say much about it because i wasn't spoiled on that at all mm. i had no idea that that was coming and like i said since i was a kid i i saw books and um i saw drawings i remember looking at at um what they were these dragons that they do on the streets with people inside them and just looking at these creatures come to life in a way it felt like the first time i saw jurassic park mm, where i saw dinosaurs for this first time and mind you jurassic park is one of my if if not my favorite film one of my favorite films ever I mean, the, the, the movie basically influenced most of my adult life. <laughs> um, oh, I could totally see that. <clears throat> when the car rolls in and then they start seeing exactly. all these creatures yes. all around. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, felt, it felt like when they're coming into the park and they're looking at dinosaurs for the first time. Granted, they don't act like they're looking at mythological creatures for the first time, but my experience as 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 the audience that's yeah. that's how i felt uh looking at these lionesque creatures and the the dragon horse hybrid and then by the end you have the dragon come out i don't i, I don't even know how to describe it it's 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 one of those things where it's not until you actually see it that you say yeah, when was I don't think I've ever seen any of these creatures depicted like this in real life. And I I I love fantasy when it's done well. Um and uh it's it's like, I don't know, The Lord of the Rings when you see Oliphants for the first time or mm. the Nazgûl or 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 their fell beast. Mhm. Mm you know things that you you've read about and you've maybe seen a drawing here or there and it's everything else is in your mind and then to actually see it come to life and realize in such a awesome way um i was happy i was i was so happy that they were able to include this um especially because yes this movie started kind of fantastical with these rings and it does have that marvelly sci-fi fantasy type of thing right but it's still but, more grounded but most of it is grounded yeah and it's not until we hit the end of the second act where we see the water flow out of this uh wood carving and yeah. it just it's a, it's a it's it's a map it's not a hologram like uh like 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 Tony's uh, uh, um, technology stuff, it's it's right. more based on magic than anything right. else. 
and it still works. Yeah. And then from that point on, everything that comes after that, you have the little sprite that you were talking about, and then you have the rest of the creatures when they go into the forest. It's just, it's amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, the way that my fiance put it, she she said like it felt like a Chinese New Year film because <laughs> because <laughs> hey, everyone was wearing red, and then he had all these like you know you had the lion dance lions which kind of look like the lion dancers. Yeah, have you ever yeah. seen one of those yep. performances? Yep. That was that was really fun. Yeah. So even though this is a a, a culture that I have sparingly interacted with. I absolutely enjoyed it. And I think it's a great way to have these ideas and this this type of mythology um, put out there to the world. Yeah, yeah. Because well, everybody's and, watching this movie. Right, exactly. Beyond the mythology, I think like in the same sense, you know, going back to what you were talking about with the bus fight, I mean, a lot of that... Um, was motivated from a lot of like the Hong Kong action movies that came out from before. And it lets people, you know, go to explore this genre even further and start looking back at these movies that maybe people haven't really seen, right? Like um, there was that in the bus fight, do you remember when, when Shang-Chi took his jacket off yeah. and used it as a weapon? Yeah. That is signature Jackie Chan. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, that was, and, and they actually brought in, you know, one of the, the, the guys who was part of Jackie's stunt team to choreograph some mm-hmm. of those scenes, um, the scaffolding fight, you know, in Macau, that is just that's Rush Hour Two Hong Kong action movie. Yeah, or beyond Rush Hour Two, they you know they've done it. In, in yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm I talking about Jackie Chan, but <laughs> exactly, it, and it's just like you know all those homages make people like, oh my god, where can I see more of this? Or like you know, like the the um, the Usha fighting that we you know that you were talking about. Like, Crushing Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It just lets are these. It makes this an opening point where people explore different kinds of cinema, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's. I think I, I. Again, I really appreciate just how well they did that part of it. And um, I can take spend a little time. Uh, we haven't really talked about the two lead actors beyond uh, beyond uh, Tony Leung. You know, Simu Liu and uh, Meng Erzong. I thought they were phenomenal. Um, more so Menger than than Shanks, than uh, than Simu. I think Simu was had a lot of challenges, you know, like sharing scenes with legends like Tony Leung and Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. I still felt like he held his own very well, but obviously, you know, this is his biggest role. You can kind of see that there were there was definitely things that he was still trying to. I think, um, I think he was still trying to 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 get the technical parts of of. of Acting this role down, I think in future movies we'll see like his performance uh, improve a lot more. Um, Plus, he's coming off of a comedy series. Sure, sure, definitely. So right. he kind of has to shed that thing out, right? Right, right. So his drama chops, I think, are still not quite there. But I think they will be there, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, but Mayor's on. This is her first film role on either TV. Or, or movies like this is her first time in front of a camera she did drama before i thought she was phenomenal like the emotion that she conveyed and everything and and um, 
I can't wait to see more of her, you know, with that stinger in the end, she's taking over the 10 rings now. Yeah. And, and I think that's also going back. That's another character, uh, that, you know, young, uh, Asian girls can look up to as well. She's such a badass, right? Yeah. Um, and from the beginning, Imani, from the get go. Oh, I mean, yeah. the, the way they introduce her. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and again, she really held her own against all these legends she was acting around. And um, so, bro, casting is always top notch on Marvel, but I thought they really knocked it out of the park with her. Um, and C Moons, uh, you know, he cannot be a better representative for our community and the things that he said throughout you know uh, the different asian hate crime wave happening across the country and just talking about the experience and you know even though he's canadian like he's speaking out for asian diaspora all around yeah and, and uh, he has a book coming out next year too i just found out so oh, i'm really wow. excited to read about that book yeah and also he's a deloitte alumni so he's um you know i'm at the deloitte now and so kind of fun maybe one day i can quit my job and become a superhero too yeah yeah no that should be silly. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so man i don't think so all you need are his abs that's it that's all i need huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right so we've we've talked uh about how awesome this movie was but i still have some things that were kind of iffy for me Mm-hmm. Um and not and not in a good sense, not in the what if sense. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about Aquafina. Okay, because she is the co lead in this movie, right? Uh, and we've talked about Aquafina before because we did Raya and the Last Dragon, right? And I expressed that she's. I don't know. Her comedy is not my cup of tea, mm. right? And I get people who like what she does. Um, I just I don't find her particularly funny. So whenever we have those scenes where she is supposed to be the comic relief, I was kind of checked out. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I don't I don't know if it's because I've seen too many things with her in it where she's basically sometimes doing the same thing. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it was just moments where she was trying to, or where the script demanded for her to be quote unquote funny. Right. It, it was just not, I don't know. Not, not, not too, not too great. I've seen her described as a less annoying version of Cat um, Denning's character from Thor. Um, <laughs> I forgot her name off the top of my head, but I don't know. I, you know, I think I felt like she was actually much more toned down in this movie than at her other roles, where like she just kind of more off the wall. And, and Crazy Rich Asian, that was just like, it, you know, that's not a real person. <laughs> yeah. This one, I actually felt like you know her her, her dramatic um, moments. I thought she handled it extremely well. And yeah, I, I, I felt like I agree. the comedy was better this time. Um, I don't know if it's because you know the writing held her back a little more or held the the character back a little more. Um, but I mean, like, I, did you watch? Um, gosh, the farewell. No, I haven't seen the farewell. So that's her. That's her in a drama role. Yeah. 
and I highly recommend it because, oh my God, this woman has chops. Like, mm-hmm. and and they do kind of come out a little bit in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Like like I said, whenever whenever she wasn't trying to be the funny one, I was all in. It was, I I buy it, I buy it. Yeah, I yeah. I I completely get it. She 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 does have the acting chops. But as far as her being the comedic center of the movie, mm-hmm. kind of like in Raya. Uh, granted, in Raya, I wasn't expecting a dragon to be the focus of it because I had no idea what that movie was about. Yeah. Um, may, maybe maybe watching that movie for a second time, knowing that she's in it, and knowing that the dragon is basically the focus of the whole thing, maybe I could tolerate it a little bit more. Um, but it's just her brand uh, as as a as a comic. Um, I'm not completely sold on, and mm. I think that's 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 a me problem. Okay, it's probably not not, not for for not for everybody. That's not the 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 the, the most uh, common opinion, but for me, it's just it's not. My thing. It's not my thing. That's fair. I mean, it's kind of like people can't stand Chris Tucker, right? He's, he's phenomenally funny, mm-hmm. but I know the people who couldn't watch Rush Hour, the Rush Hour movies because he was in it. Mm-hmm. Or um, or Kevin, what's his name? Short dude. Kevin, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart. I cannot stand Kevin Hart. I think he's not that funny, but people, obviously, I don't have the majority opinion on it because he gets cast in all these other yeah. movies. Yeah. And he is just, comedy is... Uh, has different shades and colors and you know it can't maybe sometimes that one shade just isn't doesn't pick someone else's fancy right so I, I think it's fair yeah um and then with with her character and this this is more of a script thing i i just didn't buy that she would go along it's it's uh, when she said all right i'm going yeah i said who who the hell does she think she is I mean, this guy can just go to the airport, get a ticket by himself, and just go wherever he needs to go without ever telling her anything. She doesn't have to tag along. She's not essential. Um, so the fact that she was there for the entire thing, <laughs> not, not only not only going to, where is it, Macau? Is it that they go? Yeah, Macau. Um, and, then they, and then they get caught... But she she goes all the way into the forest. She even fights. She learns how to throw an arrow in what, like two days? Shoot an arrow, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was yeah, just her, her taking the kill shot was kind of the okay. This is this is they're trying to give her that character moment. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it works, but you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she also she also ends up going to the sanctum. At the end of the movie, yeah, where I don't yeah. know if that's the same thing with Carmitage, but yeah, yeah, it yep. just it just Aquafina felt an Avenger now. it it just felt like the script said she has to go, and then everything else around the script was saying, but why the hell is she here? And then the script says, well, because the writer said she should be here, and so she's here, and so that that part of the movie was kind of wah wah wah, but. It doesn't detract from the movie being fun, from everything else that comes after that. 
Um, the the I am glad that there was a point where I thought that because because you know he was sent on a mission to kill this guy who was the leader of the people who killed his mom. Right. And so he's telling the story in the airplane. And during that moment, I said, all right, so he killed her grandfather because we learned in the beginning that her grandfather died. (laughs) And so, and so he holds back and he kind of lies. You kind of see in his eyes that he lies, that he didn't go through with it. And I said, all right, so that's that's why she's tagging along because he killed her grandfather and he can't tell her. And then on the third act, he's going to tell her and she's going to get angry with him and she's going to leave, but then she's going to pull her back and then at the end, they're gonna, all going to fight together. That's that's how I thought it was going to go down, right? I think that's your winter soldier emotional trauma coming back. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then in the third act, he does confess that he did go through with it but in the moment where I thought he was going to say, and it was your grandfather, <laughs> it never came. And so yeah. I said, all right, cool. At least at least they didn't go that way. Right. Um, it, so, so that part I felt was, was fine. Was, it was okay. Um, but then we have this other character who we haven't talked about who also tags along maybe a little too long. And I'm talking about Trevor. I thought, I thought Trevor was awesome. I wanted more of Trevor, but so, yeah, I mean, too, so I, I, had, get, I can get that criticism. I had no idea that Trevor was going to appear in this movie. No, but, either, yeah. but, <laughs> and this is a big, but once they enter that cell, and I see theater stuff around. I see the whole uh, uh, mirror with the lights. I go, this has to be Trevor because it kind of ties in with the whole Ten Rings. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it kind of makes sense. And sure enough, it was Trevor, and it was funny. It was great. Um, the way he interacts with this little creature is all fun and and... Um, the fact that he's not scared of, of any of the magical stuff going around him. He's kind of used to this. It's all fun right up until the time that they all have to go into this forest and he's still in the car. And I go, all right. I mean, his, his, his function in this storyline is done. Why is he still here? And dude, he's there until the very end. It's funny when he says that he's acting. I knew that was coming as well, but it's still funny. It's just I don't know why he's he's in the story so long. It's just too much of him and maybe Aquafina, and that's that's my I think that's my biggest gripe with with. I, I do feel like maybe there was some consideration that. You got all these Asian characters. You got to throw one white guy in there. I don't know. That I felt like that could have been you know, like a, is one he of those white corporate though? decisions. I mean, he's, he's half white, isn't he? Ben Kingsley is. Yeah, he's but he's he's not. half half British, half Indian, isn't he? Right, right, right. Yeah, but no, but I mean, I felt like I don't know. Either I guess you can make more, you know, the sprite talk to get around that. I don't know. <laughs> 
that's the only way, right? Otherwise, how do they understand him? Because um, he was kind of the the conduit between Morris. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it worked. I mean, because I think Ben Kingsley is just phenomenal. So it was such a joy to watch him every time he was on screen. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was I was okay with that. Um, I was not okay, but there is one white character I wasn't okay with. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say that, but um, <laughs> I don't think Razor Fist was needed. I felt like he didn't do much. He was just there. But more importantly, I didn't think the Death Eater guy was needed. Like, they, or choose one or the other. I know you're trying to do the comic characters, but Death Eater wasn't even... I'm talking about the guy with yeah. the mask and the ninja yeah. costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not the ninja costume, but the Chinese ninja costume. <laughs> Is there such um, a thing? Chinese ninja? Yeah, there's Chinese ninjas there in, are? in Usha, the Usha drama. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, or like assassins they always wear like black or whatnot but and the mask i know a lot of people thought was kabuki or like you know but that's actually a authentic chinese opera mask um but he wasn't a prominent character in the comics or anything so you know maybe they wanted to sell toys with that one i don't know if i agreed with that decision but i feel like either do the razor fist character or do the death eater there did not need to be two of those guys mm-hmm. right um, well they needed to kill one off two. right 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 and the Death Eater didn't do much. He was like the Captain Phasma of this movie, you know? No, 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 no. He was the, uh, what was the name? Um, the Taskmaster. Taskmaster? He was He was the Taskmaster. Taskmaster had a little, I felt like Taskmaster still had the emotional anchor to it. At least they tried, they tried to do it. Whatever. They tried to make it an emotional anchor. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't think he was, he was necessary. And uh, he was just there to get beat up by Sean Chi, basically, and to and to show how powerful, you know, the the CGI monster was because he killed that were like the the little tiny creatures are yeah, yeah, killed yeah. such a the prominent character. creatures, yeah, yeah, right, right. I'm just, I mean, I'm glad they didn't go the route of. I I, I still had that inkling. That, oh my god, they're not going to make him the mom, right? That was very <laughs> terrible. I'm so, and, and they didn't do it. And so I just had more trust in Marvel than that, but. Uh, Let's let's talk about that though. That was one thing that I know a lot of people had problems with. I thought it was extremely cool, but the the kaiju fight, right? People was like, "Come for the kung fu movie, stay for the kaiju fight." That was basically Shang Chi. Um, I would say throw in a little Pokemon and maybe Avatar: The Last Airbender to it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I felt like that could have been safe for the second movie. I don't know. I feel like that was a little bit too much. Um, that would be one big gripe I have with like the overall story structure, which is like it kind of takes away from the emotional groundedness of like the conflict between Shang-Chi and Wu, right? Mm-hmm. Um, granted, you know, the moment where he, his soul gets sucked away and he dies and, you know, again, Tony Leo with his eyes, everything about his eyes, it says, I'm sorry. I'm remorseful. I, I, I feel so bad. I was wrong. Um, but Take my he rings. didn't say anything. Right, exactly. Like, oh, look at his eyes. Like, oh my god. But uh, so I give us that moment, I guess. But I don't know if I need to see a dragon fight some technical, you know, Cthulhu-like monster in this movie. Mm. Maybe, like I said, the second movie. But um, I felt like that was just a little bit too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, still, it was fun to see the dragon. Oh, absolutely. I was born in the year of the dragon. I'm like. That's also a representation for me on screen right there. Okay. <laughs> I was born in the year of the cock. Oh, okay. So maybe we'll see a big giant rooster fight. That's that's, that's not in Family Guy. That's that's why they call me Dick. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! You just stand a comedy. I think that one of your jokes. Well, my kids recently learned that uh, that the D word is dick, and it it means penis, and that it's also a nickname for people named Richard. Do you go by Dick? No, Hell no. Okay. No, okay. I go by Rich. I don't even. I don't even know how that that comes about. That's just <laughs> weird to me. So, so the thing is that once they learned that, they said, "So, so can I call you Penis?" Exactly. <laughs> and I go, "No." And then they said, "So what about what about if I if I'm walking and I go, hey, Penis, Penis, hey, Penis, Penis, is that the same as going, hey, Dick, 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 hey, Dick, Dick?" <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, you're taking it too far. Let's tone it down. I'm out time. I'm out. <laughs> all right. Um, I digress. Uh, all right. So the other thing, and I think this is the, the final thing that I'll, I'm going to talk about this movie as far as not being so awesome, is that um, what are what, what was the legend of the Ten Rings? Really? What, what? I think it's the... It's the legend of the Ten Rings itself is the story of the mom and dad, I think. Is it? It's, it's well, it's the it's all if you think about all the flashbacks strung together, plus the yeah, that would be like the legend of the Ten Rings, right? Because those all involve the Ten Rings, and it involved like this otherworldly these otherworldly characters. That's my interpretation, at least. Right. Well, this movie is the legend. I mean, I like I like that interpretation. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But were you expecting more of like a I don't know, kind of like at the beginning of Black Panther, where they talk about the like the where the vibranium comes from? I think more of a legend. <laughs> no, well, I, I. Or the origin of the Ten Rings. Me. Um, I don't know about the origin of the Ten Rings. Um, but because I know they they kind of gloss over it by saying nobody knows where he got those ten rings, and, and I go, really? Is that, is that how we're gonna start this? So the, the movie's called The Legend of the Ten Rings, and and you we don't know, the know where the rings come, where he got them, or or if he yeah. earned them, or all right, sure, okay, go go, keep going, all right, fine. But then there's nothing legendary about it, about anything. Um, mm. I mean, I like your interpretation. It's just I don't think that the name for the movie kind of resonates because it's Chang-Chi mm. and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And and I like I said, I like your interpretation. I don't know. I don't know if if the name is referring to that. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. And that bothers me think, that I'm not sure. I think the origins of the rings will definitely be explored in the sequel. Oh, they're, they they're, kinda... yeah. I mean, with that yeah. with that mid mid credits thing, yeah, uh, they're they're absolutely going to go into it because they they specifically say that it's not from Earth, right? That's uh, older than anything, or right. like it's older than the stuff that Doctor Strange and those folks know about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, might be might be a tie into Eternals. Who knows? Maybe they drop cool. some rings somewhere in the movie. I was like, oh, that's where it comes from. That's that's yeah. another movie. I have no idea what it's about. 
Oh, me neither. I just know. Have you seen the trailer? I, I saw the teaser. I saw the teaser. And okay. when I went to see Shang-Chi, they started playing the trailer. Because right. I see, I see Sama Hayek hmm. just walking around and, and ruminating. And she's talking about some stuff. And I go, what movie is this? And then I see the guy from, from uh, that guy. From from uh, Game, of Game of Thrones, and I go, oh wait, wait, I, I got, I need to shut my eyes and shut my ears, and, <laughs> and so I did that whole thing where where I uh, I'm the I'm the idiot in the in the theater yeah. covering my eyes and ears, so I have no idea. I I've seen snippets here and there. I know I know the 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 players, you know, the actors and sure, everybody sure. who's in the in the movie, uh, but as far as plot goes. I don't know, I don't know, and and that's that's the way I prefer to watch a movie. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to know anything. Um, so if it if it if those ten rings uh, eventually uh, have anything to do with the Eternals, cool, great. I still would have liked the movie Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings to to maybe express it in a very in in a little bit more. I don't know, concrete way. Um, but whatever. This movie was great. It was awesome. Uh, those who don't like the third act, okay, I I get it. Maybe you weren't here for the fantasy stuff, but still, you can't you can't say that this movie wasn't fun, and that it doesn't belong in the MCU because it totally does. And I'm so happy that we're back in the theater. I'm so happy that I got to watch another Marvel film and I'm happy for the entire Asian community that they have this new superhero to look up to. And I'm so excited for the rest of the stories that they're going to be able to tell with this character. Amen to that. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about this movie before we wrap up? No, I think the one last thing that was really, really cool um, that we kind of talked a little bit about, but with that mid credit scene, kind of, you know, kind of like the Avengers accepting uh, Shang-Chi and his Katie <laughs> to, <laughs> into their ranks and, you know, Wong telling them, um, you know, your lives are going to change forever. It was definitely meta, right? Cause yeah. Like, you know, yep. Simu Liu's life has, has changed forever. Um, but I never thought I would see the day where I would see Wong in a karaoke bar. And I think that's my biggest <laughs> dream now, which is to, to sing karaoke with Wong. So that, that, was, that was phenomenal. By the way, why was Wong fighting... Uh, abomination. Yeah, Abomination. What what was up with that? I don't know. Maybe they're friends. Well, I mean, they, they, they're yeah, they... staging the fight for sure, right? So they could make some money. And I guess he needs some money for tuna melts because he only yeah, has right. <laughs> from Affinity War. Yeah. All right. We'll see where that goes. I think I think they'll probably you know elaborate on that in future films. On what the heck is going on, Abomination? Why the heck does he have have um, fins? <laughs> Which yeah. is closer to the comics, but like he didn't have that before. But those kind of flared out, right? I mean, did, when yeah. when when he's when he's just normal, he doesn't have yeah. those. Yeah. All right. Isn't Abomination coming back in another movie? Possibly, if they're going to be doing. Uh, she Hulk. Thunderbolts. 
Yeah, I think he, maybe he'll come back in She-Hulk, but if they go the route of doing the Thunderbolts, which is like a villain Avengers theme, I think you, you would have, kind of have to have Abomination as a foil for the Hulk. Okay. And it does seem like they're kind of setting that up with, you know, all this, all kind of like the uh, account, the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character and her assembling like a team of villains, quote-unquote, or something. But we'll see where it goes. So many threads that they've woven together and they need to resolve. I know. All right, fun time. So I'm I'm really excited for what's coming up next. We have Spider-Man, we have The Eternals. What else? We have uh, uh Multiverse of Madness coming up. So yeah. There's a and bunch of got, stuff. We got some Disney Plus shows still coming. I think we got Hawkeye yeah. and um and Miss Marvel all come in this year still. They don't have release dates yet, but It'll be very exciting, especially this Marvel. I think I think you know it's definitely time for a Middle Eastern uh, or here superhero Middle Eastern descent. She's really really cool in the comics, so I can't wait to see how they do that. All right, all right. Well, JC, thank you so much. Where can people find you and your work on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I've been been very active recently due to you know moving and life stuff, um, but at very big bird zero six uh tweet at me tell me if you disagree you agree and we can uh we can we can all fan out together all right and you can find us on twitter at media review pod that's media r-e-v-u-e pod and you can send us emails with questions comments and suggestions to media review pod at gmail.com or you can leave a voicemail by calling 407-603-5847 please don't forget to subscribe to our feed and rate and review the pod with five stars JC, I, like I said, I know we, we still have some Marvel stuff down the road, so we'll talk then. And to all our listeners out there, if you fall into a magical spring, just make sure it has oxygen bubbles at the bottom. Then all you have to do is breathe. Till next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>